Welcome back to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Rai, and today I have a, a really interesting a gentleman, a, a friend, a colleague, and an inspiration to me, Dr. Rakesh Suri. Dr. Rakesh is really a, a renaissance man in terms of uh, being a physician, a thought leader, an innovator, a researcher, and now he's a business executive. And really, he's been at the Mayo, he's been at Cleveland Clinic. Uh, he's performed almost 7,000 surgical procedures as a cardiothoracic surgeon. And now he's heading up uh, one of the most innovative ventures I've come across, which is called Fountain Life, partnering with uh, the likes of Peter Diamandis, uh, Tony Robbins, and he's really bringing biohacking, human optimization sort of to the general population. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. Uh, Dr. Rakesh Suri, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much, Vikram. Uh, we've followed you for uh, in so many ways, and it's a delight to be speaking to you and your audience today. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's so many doctors out there who are, you know, they're they're top of their fields, and they seem to uh, hit a wall. Um, explain to me, like, you know, you've had a, sort of a storybook career here. Tell me, tell me first of all um how that came about and sort of your inspiration for going down that road and then tell me some some maybe some of the strategies you thought to expand beyond the traditional route well thank you it's it started when i was a child vikram uh, my i'm the son of immigrants so my father came from india in the 60s to canada to to seek uh, higher education and a better life and my mother's family was ukrainian canadian uh, again a, a very similar story from the 1800s and being the child of immigrants, it teaches you certain things, it teaches you the importance of a vision, uh, setting, setting a life's goal that's impactful and meaningful. It drives change in the world, the first thing. So setting a vision. The second thing, as, we, as, as many of us know from similar backgrounds, is the importance of hard work, never giving up. There's never an easy day. The only easy day was yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Every every day, every day is going to be a, a challenge, and the goal is not only fighting through and succeeding through those challenges, but thriving, thriving, and enjoying yourself along the way. The third, the third thing is uh, is the importance of relationships, relationships with family, relationships with friends, relationships with colleagues, and also relationships uh, with the world. And, and not only our immediate communities, but our global communities. And this was instilled very early on in me as my, my parents took me to India when I was three years old. I'll still remember the day that I landed in India. It was one of my first memories. So suffice it to say, through those three pillars of life, uh, it really set my heart and my mind and my ambitions on touching humanity in a broader way. Yeah. Uh, so vision, challenges, and relationships. I love it. I love how uh, that that framework has helped, you know, sort of uh, direct your life. So let me ask you a question. Um, you know, of the top highlights you've had as a physician, uh, can you can you rec recall maybe a, a favorite moment? 
They've all been favored, Vikram. And I guess that through that journey, it was really a stepwise procedure. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves in life and our children sometimes to, to have it figured out. Uh, and it's getting it's getting worse. You know, you said you have elementary students and, and high school students sort of figure, trying to declare what specialty they're going into medicine decades wow. before they'll have the opportunity. Yes. Yes. And I, I guess I want to tackle that question by saying every moment's been a favorite. And it started out in philosophy in my undergrad degree and then went to medical school at the University of Toronto and then was fortunate enough to do my PhD in England at Oxford University in transplantation immunology. And each step of the way, I just tried to gaze a little beyond my horizon to see where I could learn and make an impact. And it comes back to the vision, the hard work and the relationships, taking that next leap, that next step down the pathway. So for, for me, uh, while that philosophy was fantastic, medicine was just an opening to the world. And I often tell my children and those who will listen that medicine is a fantastic platform, unlike any other profession, really, because you can be a physician and be so many other things, a researcher, a, a hardcore clinician, uh, an, an innovator, uh, a CEO, a, an entrepreneur. Uh, and, and truly, every, every moment's been favorite. So the PhD, we studied the early days of dendritic cells and transplantation immunology, which are now 25, 30 years later on the forefront of innovation in and um in biohacking and and cancer therapy etc so who would have known that those great times in the lab where we were discovering uh an, an amazing new cell type would now be on the forefront of what what's happening in 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 curing cancer so then took the step to come back to finish general surgery and then go on to heart surgery I had the privilege of training at the world famous Mayo Clinic and then was asked to come on the staff and there too, a phenomenal experience. I remember walking down the hallways in the operating rooms, my first day at Mayo Clinic and saying to myself, wow, this is like a textbook of cardiac surgery. Every procedure that I've ever read about is now being done or nearly every procedure is now being done in this hallway. And therefore it's sort of at that point in life, you sort of take a step back and you, and you pause for a moment and you say, this is not only extraordinarily cool, but it's a huge responsibility, meaning the responsibility is then on us to take the gifts and the opportunities we've been given and to continually stretch ourselves for that new vision through that hard work and building relationships. And so that was an, an, an incredible time as well, Would uh, changed my life, set me on a different trajectory in terms of what that vision was. And, and Vikram, I'm here to to then take a branch from where many of our physician leaders are, uh, or many of your physician listeners are. And that is that there's extraordinarily successful, and many are very happy as clinicians, as teachers, as academics, as scientists, as parents, as spouses. But then many of us, if we're being honest with ourselves, at some point ask, what's next? Yes. That's where where adjacencies and through those relationships, leveraging vision and hard work really comes into play. So for me, I was very fortunate that I had those connections at Mayo that really pushed me to consider something more. Uh, and and through that, I was um, I was in get enrolled in in leadership uh, pathways at Mayo Clinic, and was uh, fortunately and, and and very I was very humbled in in this approached by Cleveland Clinic to not only join the Cleveland Clinic but to do something that's never before been done, and that was opening the the first U.S. 
academic medical center ever conceived and built from the ground up greenfield position ever outside the us and that truly vikram was the most meaningful thing that i've ever been a part of in my entire life working with 6000 dedicated caregivers at cleveland clinic abu dhabi to take it from zero to the top 150 academic healthcare organizations globally yeah and i think i think the emphasis is it's, it's an academic institution there's a lot of private hospitals all over the you know the world but to truly make that cleveland clinic brand uh, that level of stringent excellence and quality in a in an international location is is amazing and so you served as a ceo there yes i started as chief of staff so my job was to hire the uh, many of the physicians build the programs uh, um, start with clinical care uh, develop innovate and and then i evolved into the uh, to the ceo role from 2017 to 2021 when i returned to the us that's that's phenomenal. That's that's uh, the the different kind of experiences you've had. Um, you know, or, or someone would just take each one of those as their careers or their life, but you've you've been able to touch all those different um, those roles. And now I'm really excited to find out more about uh, this partnership you have with uh, Tony Robbins, with Peter Demandis, and the creation of Fountain Life. First of all, what is it? And 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 tell me how you got involved with it. Great. Thank you for that opportunity. So the first thing uh, I'll I'll do is maybe go back to the, the jumping point from how to evolve from CEO to entrepreneur. And, you know, when you have the opportunity to operate at a level where you're the final uh, the final uh, decision maker, meaning ultimately you work with incredible teams but they look to you for the the final choice of the decision the direction for the organization and that was particularly poignant for me during the pandemic because we were dealing with covid and the implications of this deadly and rapidly spreading disease long before it even was in the us or in many parts of europe so at that point it really became apparent to our, our team in Cleveland Clinic Abu Dhabi and those of us who were in that part of the world that we needed to really drill down on population health, the drivers of wellness and, un, and, and being unwell and who receives care and who does not. So what does the, what does the, the clinical care paradigm look like to elevate the, the health of a community and a nation. That's the first question that, that arose in my mind. The second is, how do we work with insurers and payers to ensure that, that, uh, that these services and this care is, is, uh, is able to be uh, affordable and sustainable in the long term? And the third uh, thing that was very, very um, important and in, in our ability to save patients and communities and populations was innovation. How do we take rapidly evolving innovation with an N of one or 10 or 100, for instance, uh, therapeutic plasma exchange and convalescent plasma, plasma exchange therapies. When we had our early COVID patients near death, we had to utilize 
uh, new information coming out of countries where this was being deployed and saving lives. So the broader question is, how do we take innovation and deploy it in this virtual, virtuous cycle so we care for populations, we find a way to support it financially, and we continually innovate and drive that into a learning cycle? So those questions really led me to ask, well, what's next? How can how can I not do more of the same, but how can we work with phenomenal people like I've had the privilege to do at Mayo and Cleveland and take it to the next level? It was through that that I got connected to Peter Diamandis and Tony Robbins through a common friend and colleague at uh, Cleveland Clinic, Mark Hyman. And as you know, Mark Hyman is, is one of the, the, the founding thought leaders in institution Institute of Functional Medicine and functional medicine as a specialty. And I've been so impressed with his innovation, his humility, and his, in his, in his vision, his commitment impacting the health of millions of people. Uh, so Mark and I had a long discussion about these three principles I, I mentioned, and he, he said, well, listen, why don't you have a conversation with uh, Peter Diamandis, Tony Robbins, and Bill Cap, the three, and Bob Hariri, the four co-founders of what was then evolving as Fountain Life. So what is Fountain Life, you ask? So it is a precision diagnostics company, again, leveraging the latest technology <clears throat> deployed in a personalized way, an N of one, meaning everyone is individualized in terms of the comorbidities, risk factors, family history, gen genetic makeup, and then uh, for what end? To uh, in, ensure that care is proactive and preventative and extends health span. So it's it's innovative, leveraging science and technology. It's personalized. It's preventive. It's proactive, and it, it's um, it, it's um, uh, it's 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 forward looking. So when you bring these three things together, and you really ask, well, what are the opportunities outside of traditional healthcare? It takes the latest technologies, diagnostic technologies, which often have a latency gap of about ten to fifteen years between actually being proven scientifically, in the U.S. or other parts of the world, and being deployed in mainstream medicine. I'll give you an example. MRI, certain MRI modalities, coronary CT angiogram, a modality, a test I use every day as a heart surgeon. Why is it that these things were really, the efficacy and the, and the potency of them were proven in many ways a decade ago, but now just only beginning to trickle in the mainstream medicine? So the thesis was, if we could take these three, these, these advanced, um, scientifically proven diagnostic technologies, curate them into a meaningful program and deploy them in an age and gender matched way such that we could shorten the latency gap, diagnose disease pre-symptomatically five, 10, 15 years before a catastrophic heart attack or metastatic cancer or a debilitating uh, uh, um, orthopedic concerns or uh, irreversible dementia. How could we diagnose reverse and stop and cure disease, allowing people to live healthier, longer lives. Now, the concept of longevity is one that we ought to stop and talk about in a second. Um, as a heart surgeon, we 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 often appreciated that just saving a 90-year-old's life through an aortic valve replacement was not always chosen by the 90-year-old because the 90-year-old would look at me sometimes and say, well, I, I don't enjoy the quality of my life with or without the heart valve, why would I want to extend it? So that was a very real 
um, a real appreciation that I had that I took into my current role. And many of us in, in similar professions have had that it's not just about extending lifespan. It's about extending meaningful health span. And for what end? So that individuals could enjoy and utilize those years of life as meaningful in, in activities that they value most. Time with family, time in job, time making impact in communities. And when you aggregate and roll all that up into a CEO or a sort of health economics level, what does that mean, Vikram? It really tackles some of the most pressing problems in society that as I go back to my days in Abu Dhabi, really weighed on me. That is how to deliver the most effective care for a population, how to pay for it, how to remain on the leading edge of innovation. And then as we saw through the pandemic, how to ensure that healthcare egalitarianism or healthcare for all amongst our global community is truly a reality in, in a legacy we're leaving for tomorrow. So that's why I'm, I'm with Fountain Life and I'm truly humbled to be on this journey with all my brothers and sisters at, at this remarkable company. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, that's, there's a lot to unpack there. And thank you for that, um, sort of the trajectory of how all that transpired. And, you know, uh, your friend Mark Hyman has been uh, sort of a mentor and uh, someone who I've admired highly. When I got through my functional medicine journey, as I transitioned from being a traditional cardiologist to more, more of a cardiometabolic expert, a person who can help, you know, be proactive, predictive, reverse disease versus just manage, you know, uh, things. And so uh, I think what you're saying speaks to me. I'm sure it speaks to a lot of the, the physician population who's listening to this podcast right now. Um, and, and your distinction of health span versus lifespan is, is a poignant one. And it's very, it's, it's, it's very applicable to the current decision. So I know sometimes the amount of money spent in the last four weeks of life is more than what we spent on that patient, their whole life, you know, whole life uh, span. And so it's maybe taking that same, maybe just a fraction of that money and investing it upstream and going through the protocols that are backed by research, but are tech savvy, but there's that latency period, like you're suggesting, and perhaps making a, a interesting shift on that arc of their life to where now they can have a more prosperous, um, happy, uh, fulfilled life that, and we're avoiding some of the major killers, heart disease, cancer, dementia, you know, metabolic syndromes, all of that can be shifted because we're identifying these things earlier and we're, we're creating a, an alternative a future for these people. So, um, tell me how, uh, this has been tried by many people. Why do you think life, uh, fountain life will be more successful? Yeah, gr great question. So, uh, there's been a few efforts. Uh, there was Haven a few years ago. There's, there's one medical, there's other analogous ecosystem overlapping efforts but none, as far as we know, that are focused on what we're doing. And that is the following. In our, um, so our company is actually tripartite. Let me just back up and explain that. One is our bricks and mortar, uh, our, our bricks and mortar centers, which are in, uh, in White Plains, New York, Naples, Florida, Lake Nona, where the Lake Nona Impact Forum is held every year. We'll be presenting there again this year. 
uh, and then in Dallas, Texas, in a, in a, in a very, uh, very um, rapidly growing area called Frisco. So these are bricks and mortar sort of so-called sandboxes where we um, we invite our clients to to come and to undergo diagnostics and enroll them in appropriate therapeutic modalities. So through uh, touching lives in this way, we believe we've aggregated the largest pre-symptomatic population of patients who have gone through our rigorous testing protocols. In total, Vikram, we have 150 gigabytes of data that are uploaded on our patients every, every year, our clients every year. And here's a few things that, that our clients receive when they come to see us. Uh, they have advanced uh, blood work testing, so everything from cardiometabolic panels, lipid testing, um, and markers of senescence, aging, inflammation, et cetera. So advanced blood work, uh, full body MRI utilizing artificial intelligence algorithms for the brain, the heart, the abdomen, and other appropriate patient-centered body types. Uh, coronary CT angiogram with artificial intelligence over overlay. And I can tell you this as a heart surgeon who's, who's dealt with these things in my entire career, seeing some of the technology now straighten a vessel and then stratify hard versus soft plaque is an absolute game changer, Vikram, because we can, we're seeing that we can reverse this soft plaque, which in essence is the most prognostically influential for catastrophic heart attacks. And as a heart, as heart surgeons and cardiologists, you know this, we've seen the 30-year-old, the 40-year-old come in through the emergency department in the cath lab and on the operating table with, with a massive myocardial infarction, despite having undergone a quote, clean bill of health, a clean checkup months, if not a year before. So this is just a particularly personally meaningful technology that we're so humbled to be able to offer to our clients. And then we go on to microbiome assessment in the gut, in the oral, oral cavity, uh, genomics assessment to understand how these daily, uh, these loci that are being discovered daily impact how we respond to food, environment, medications in very different ways. Uh, and then we have a, a, a phenomenal new test that we're deploying. And I won't use the brands of any of these because the brands don't matter. It's the technology and what they're capable of doing. A, a liquid cancer biopsy, which is able to, with, through a simple blood test, diagnose over 100 occult tumors long before they would become clinically relevant. When you put all these things together, as you were alluding to, you can really start to think about not only the top three, but not the top five, but the top 10 causes of death and disability that will take a, a healthy or you know a person with mild symptoms and be able to give them a realistic assessment of where they're at and allow them meaningful levers, meaningful things that they can do to, to, to change the course of their life, whether it's to stop disease, reverse it or cure it, and in doing so to meaningfully impact health span. So that's what our, our, our clients get when they come to our centers and we have different levels of membership. The second part of the company is a data play. So meaningfully taking this 150 gigabytes of data and putting it into thoughtfully curated and, arch, and architecturally unique data ponds and data lakes. And what this allows us to do is to analyze, curate, sort, and and derive meaningful insights from our data in ways that we were never able to do in academia. 
as a researcher at my prior organizations. It was pen and paper and Excel spreadsheets, et cetera. But what's phenomenal is when you when you when you interface with these artificial intelligence and machine learning companies, uh, and, and you then you think about things like chat GPT, you realize that, that research will be, will be empowered and, and go into hyperspeed as we derive N of one lessons for our patients that will guide our clinicians in managing our clients for a better life. And the third is how to disseminate it, right? I mean, this is not just care for the elite, uh, quite the opposite. We're proving a thesis that will then be, be socialized be uh, be disseminated and 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 be uh, homogenized so that so that not only patients but in ex ex concentric circles, patients, clients, families, communities, nations, parts of the world will be impacted. So that's the mission, and that's what our company is set out to do: is to transform the lives of of our clients to to the, the transforming the lives of of uh, segments of the world one step at a time. That is that is exciting. That is uh, thrilling to hear, and um, I, I think this is uh, something long overdue. And I think you guys have the leadership to to do it. So uh, kudos and congratulations. Um, and I want to I wanted to sort of focus on a couple of things. So the the advanced blood work, the MRI, the the cardiac CT, the the microbiome, the genomics, and liquid biopsy. It seems like it's the full spectrum, it's the full vertical, and all that data. I'm sure it's going to yield a lot more insights with using, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the artificial intelligence and the machine learning and starting being able to fast track the research versus the typical kind of research we were doing in, in the big uh, academic centers. That being said, is this mainly for people either that are pre-symptomatic or have something going on or a family history? Or do you think people who are living life at a pretty good level, but they want to go to that next level? The reason why I ask that is some one of the things I sort of coach and sort of help mentor uh, doctors and other folks on is sort of the five freedoms. And one of the freedoms is sort of the vitality freedom to go from good to exquisite to sort of like, you know, superhuman, if you will. Is this, there's a role for those kind of people to attend um, found life. Yeah, spot on. So, so you're you're addressing the why, and everybody has a why that really inspires them. Whether it's their their professional journey, their journey as a parent or a spouse, their journey in making an impact in the world. And my per, my unique perspective, and I know everybody everybody doesn't doesn't feel this way. Is I like to keep as broad a lens as possible, and this is why I took the time to to describe for you and the listeners my own my own journey that I'm humbled enough to be on and and that's learning through from so many colleagues and friends along the way and it gave me the perspective of uh a, a, of things from a, a a surgeon deals with one patient at a time to a leader of a department or or an institute to the leader of a hospital to partnering with a nation and I love to keep the broad lens for fountain as well so we're starting with clients who are largely pre-symptomatic meaning they're asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic uh, we we say that if you know you want your you still have to have your guideline directed age and gender matched uh, or age and gender specific screening tests every year um, in that in some of our programs we do that internally others we work with their primary care physician but to your point we want to diagnose occult disease 10 to 15 years before others may be able to do that 
And in doing so, not just ask for a freebie, but to prove that the, this meaningfully makes an impact in the lives of people with health span and economic impact. For instance, imagine that our country's GDP is nearly 20% of, of the GDP is allocated to care that's not meaningfully extending lifespan. So we, the latest statistics uh, show that COVID now is the third largest killer and perhaps or likely uh, consequentially, the years of life went down 2.3 by 2.3. So despite the fact that we're spending more and some people argue pandemics will continue to resurface, despite the fact that we're, we're spending more, our healthcare outcomes are decreasing. So going back to, to what you said, we're starting out with those who are the the pioneers or those those clients who want uh, want to ensure that they really are well and are doing everything they can to ensure that they're well they diagnose occult disease and they optimize themselves moving forward we're proving through that the thesis and we already have data indicating rough rough data showing that we may be able to decrease the cost of care 70 to 80% in these people as opposed to waiting for that catastrophic heart attack or metastatic cancer or dementia that can't be reversed. So rock, walking through your question, we're starting out with the 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 sort of the, the futurists, the visionaries, we're, we're uh, performing these diagnostic assessments, uh, optimizing them, reversing, curing disease, gathering the data, proving the thesis, and then we'll extend it into those who want for populations where we want to uplift the health of a population and decrease cost. Within that, they will be a group who want to be sort of their best biohacker selves. And I must admit, <laughs> I'm I'm one of them personally. I've always I've always challenged the dogma, even despite the heart surgeon. Is this the right diet? Are these the right lipid uh, markers to be following? Uh, is this the right amount of sleep? Is meditation or mindfulness? healthy for me? Will it help me be a better heart surgeon? Will it help me uh, 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 deal with my colleagues in, in a more egalitarian and empathetic way? Am I a better parent through it, et cetera? So to your point, if we utilize the principles that we are uh, testing and deploying and studying at Fountain, I, I truly believe that we can be our best selves. And not only in terms of health span, but I, I like to break life down into physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And we touch all of these uh, through our platforms at Fountain Life. That's awesome. So I, I know a lot of my listeners will want to know more and perhaps want to be one of your members of Fountain Life. Uh, what's sort of the best way for them to get involved? Well, please feel free to reach out to me. My email is rakesh at fountainlife.com. And I know you'll probably put it in your in your website somewhere or just Google Fountain Life. And uh, everything that we're, we're doing will be updated on our website. Again, we have the four centers. Happy uh, to welcome you, uh, walk you through, take you through our assessment. Uh, watch for more as we publish speak, uh, write blogs and position papers through our data. And then our third is if you have a company, this is really important. If you have a company that with more than 50 employees in some states and other states, more than 100 employees, depends on the regulations of the states, we can actually offer fountain health insurance to your employees. Oh, and wow. that's, that's a huge endorsement of an owner or leadership team into the health and well-being and longevity and the health span of their people. 
it's it's a huge vote of love and confidence for the people in the company. It's an investment in them and their families and the community. And what this actually does is it as a standard benefit of the insurance, it front loads many of these most influential diagnostic tests to allow people to understand their burden of occult disease or even disease that's that's readily diagnosable and be able to do something about it so that we can delay or prevent sickness. But when people get, get ill in a traditional way, we also offer normal insurance as part of that plan. So we offer uh, the pre-symptomatic insurance to to pay for these 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 this panel of tests and also cover uh, employees and their families when they get sick via traditional healthcare. What we're finding is that again, data will be forthcoming, but we're able to decrease the cost of care significantly, reinvesting these savings into the companies, into the employees, and into developing our insurance products. So that's on our website as well, Fountain Life. And if you want any more information about how to investigate and enroll your employees uh, onto this remarkable new innovative program, please feel free to reach out to me and I'll direct you to my colleagues. And Mr. Rob Rossiter is the leader of our program. Rakesh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, I think you shared with us a wealth of information. And, you know, this is the kind of movement we need. I mean, I, I see you guys disrupting insurance, disrupting healthcare, uh, and really democratizing health and lifespan for everyone. So, Thank you so much, my friend. And for everyone else, guys, listen to the show notes. Uh, uh, get involved with uh, Found Life if it makes sense for you. And until next time, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.